Hello and welcome to Sportscar Spotlight. Um, today we are joined by triathlete Ollie Turner, uh, who is over in Barbados at the moment. How are you doing and how is it over there? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm lucky enough to... Uh, I just got away in time uh, before the rules came in. Um, and yeah, basically just came out here to avoid winter. <laughs> yeah, can't believe you. <laughs> and the cold and the wet and the rain. Um, and one of my training partners, yeah, one of my training partners is like a local. He grew up here um, and we trained with each other in Cardiff. So we decided in October that we'd do like a little bit of a winter camp out here. And yeah, living, living the best life. <laughs> yeah, for sure, mate. For sure. Good on you. Um, we'll go into the questions. Uh, the first question is taking it way back. Um, what made you first interested in doing triathlon and getting started up um i think like as a kid i did all, like every sport really um and then one of my mates who he's a runner now um his family were like really into like multi-sport and just endurance sport and hanging around with him quite a bit they were like oh, i should come do a bike race they were, like a mountain bike race and i think i came second to him um and then i kind of like got into triathlon through him as well um, but like no experience like I could run yeah I had a bike but I couldn't like I wasn't a fantastic cyclist I'd never done any training I just had a bike that I rode around my estate on um, and yeah I mean I couldn't swim at all so I just had to like doggy paddle my way through two lengths of the pool at that age and I kind of just I'm so competitive and I love racing that like one thing led to the next and it just got more and more serious as I got older it's kind of just snowballed yeah, for sure it has. And uh, when when you've been growing up and you've been getting more serious, obviously you're in and around the top triathlon triathletes now. But when you were growing up and looking to become and get involved with all that, was there some that you were aspiring to be like or you looked up to? Um, I think, like, obviously London 2012 was quite a big one uh, I actually went with my parents like my whole family went to watch that and watching the Brownleys and Gomez and all the big names in the sport even even still now just like like put together some like unbelievable like performances like in regards to their, their like times and they're like their run splits and stuff it's just incredible like what they managed to put together you almost think like how on earth is that possible uh, I think as like a as a kid watching that was like so inspiring uh, but I would never say that I've had like like one individual which I really looked up to I kind of like just thought ev- all the pros were like so cool and like in general that was just like kind of the lifestyle that they lived was something that I always aspired to, to do myself. Yeah for sure and you mentioned like the Brownleys and you've raced against them now as well what's it like to race a against them and like to meet them in person have they given you advice throughout as well yeah definitely it's definitely johnny more so the racing more um and yeah they're like well yeah he's just super down to earth um and like at the super league events he's always he's always come up to me and like because obviously like i'm a bit starstruck when i see these guys because they're like these guys that i've always looked look, looking up to and then like you're then rubbing shoulders on like in racing and you're like 
sat at a dinner table, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you're training in the same hotel. And it's just like, like, I think they're probably used to that and having that, like, that, like, persona that they carry. The people that are quite like, whoa, that's like Johnny Brownlee, that's Alistair Brownlee. And Johnny in particular, he's been so welcoming and, um, yeah, just, just such a nice guy. He's always included me in, like, when he's training and, like, he'll come and sit next to me at dinner and sort of thing. And he's like, even if you're not talking about anything which is constructive, like, it's just, it goes such a long way for an athlete like myself just to sit around the dinner table and think, like, shit, like, I'm sat at dinner with the, an Olympic triathlon medalist. Like, yeah. it's just insane yeah my brain's not on and there's someone from jersey as well little jersey to do that it must be uh quite inspiring and for others to see that as well it must be inspiring them to say if it, if Ollie can make it i could potentially do it as well yeah 100 um, i mean I, like we're all human you know like no one's no one's better than anyone else just like you just gotta you just gotta graft you just have to put in the work and, and the rewards will come. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you remember your first ever triathlon race? How did it go? How were you feeling leading up to it? Um, I can't remember, like, off the top of my head. It's all kind of like, because I started when I was nine, so it's all quite hazy. But I can remember one of the first year I started triathlon, really. Um, and... Sam Marr, he's the guy that got me into tries. He's the guy I mentioned earlier. And we were both like not fantastic swimmers. I think I may have been a slightly better swimmer than me. He was a better runner than me. And I remember we were that bad of the swimmers that like, like people that were like five years younger than us were lapping us in the pool. Yeah, like we were yeah. rubbish. We were rubbish. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, we come out and it would just be a case of running through the field, just, like, absolutely sprinting our way. And we'd always finish, like, on the podium, like, if not first and second. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, that, that those first couple of years were just, like, in my opinion, I just enjoyed the racing and, like, the result didn't matter. It was just a case of, like, going out there and just having fun. Yeah, for sure. And, and when you became more elite as well do you remember the first race where you were amongst those big names and big characters as well yeah yeah definitely so i raced um in 2018 was the first year that i kind of like went full-time or like properly elite i guess you could say um, and leading into the commies i was out in australia and i raced a world cup uh and a conti cup uh, like Oceania Championships in Tasmania and then I raced World Cup in New Zealand um, and and then obviously the commies and all of, all of those three races I under well I probably performed how to my to my maximal standard but it was it was out of my own expectations um, and I was probably a bit deluded on my fitness and how good I actually was at the time but it was that year as well that same year in July or August, I raced in Poland because um, I kind of came back from the commies and I was like, oh, that's my four year plan, like succeeded. Like what's next now for me? Like, where can I go? And then that was the year that Super League was coming to Jersey. It was, second, it was the second year Super League was coming to Jersey, 2018. And 
I kind of like went went to Poland and did a qualifier because my coach was like, why don't you just give Super League cracks, see what happens? And then I went there thinking like, I'm just here to make the numbers up, really, because I'm not. I, like these guys, these some of these guys in the, in the qualifier. Well, the guy that won the qualifier to put it into perspective, the guy that won the qualifier won the Tokyo Test event last year. Yeah. So like these like the best athletes in the world, and I came came sick. So I was one position out from getting a um, a golden ticket or like a or like a contract for the season, and I was like, oh my god, like I was one spot off qualifying. And then I remember Chris McCormack, who obviously won Kona, like Ironman World Champs a few times. I sat down at dinner with him that night and he was like, Ollie, like you have to come to Penticton, which is in Canada. And that was the only other qualifier left for the season. And I was thinking that like, I had no money. I'd spent all my money, all of my money. Like I had nothing. Yeah. My parents had already funded me so much year that I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And um, I spoke to one of my sponsors, Fairway Group, and they basically funded me partly to get to Canada. And Maka, Chris McCormack, paid for my flights. So yeah. I was at a dinner table and I had these like goosebumps like, oh my God, this guy is one of the greatest triathletes that's ever lived. And he believes in me enough to pay for my flights or give me, I think it was like 500 pounds towards my flights to Canada. And I was like, wow, like... Like I have to take this opportunity, you know? It's like lots of this stuff is jumping on opportunities when they come up and yeah. like lots of people go wrong because they don't take those opportunities as they came. And I was like, I have to find a way. I have to find a way to get there. Yeah. Um, and I went to Canada um, right after the London triathlon. So I was, I was in form. I had a cracking race at the London try. Qualified for Team GB for the first time in the London try. And that was my first like, like qualification race that was successful so I knew I was in good form and I got out to Canada like a week and a half two weeks early and trained with the Canadian national team um and then moved on to Penticton which was like in the middle of Canada um so that experience in itself was pretty cool just training in on like in Victoria and Vancouver Island with like in like the national triathlon or Canada or triathlon Canada's like national setup. I was like, this is so cool. Like, how has this even happened to me? This is just snowboard and snowboard. Went to Penticton, and then that didn't that didn't happen because of the forest fires. So we did one race, um, and it all got cancelled. And they announced that they were going to send all of the athletes in Penticton to Jersey um, to qualify in Jersey. The top five within that field to qualify. Yeah, and then obviously when I came to Jersey, it was a, it was a whole, like the snowball effect was just getting bigger and bigger. And I got to Jersey and I was like, the first, I mean, like I didn't perform like fantastically, but I think I came like third or fourth out of the Penticton athletes. So I got, I got my wild cards, um, a contract for the season. And that was like the back end of 2018 was when I was like, okay, like I could make a living doing this. I could yeah. like really take this somewhere um and from then onwards i've kind of just like my whole perspective on like elite triathlon has changed like my own ability and obviously moved to cardiff and i've been there for the last two and a half years um and yeah i mean like now like my whole i I guess as you mature you learn more stuff and but yeah i guess to answer your question in short because i've definitely gone around in a long (laughs) roundabout way would be the back end of 2018 was when i first realized yeah. 
And obviously in all sports, there's highs and lows and big moments and hard moments. What has been for you probably your lowest moment to date? Um, definitely, like, definitely 100% the last moment would be literally 2020. Yeah. That year, like, it kicked off and it, it was pretty normal until about March. Um, we're going home in March um, for lockdown and thinking to myself, right, well, I'm going home. I'll only be home for a couple of weeks. This virus won't be around for very long, you know, it'll just be a couple of weeks and yeah. then I'll be, I might be back in like a month. So 10 months later, <laughs> and we're still, we're still here. Um, I went back to Cardiff before the second wave came and um, I got ill. So I had gastroenteritis, which is miserable. And then I had COVID. Yeah. And we're talking like days apart. So I had four weeks of no exercise. Um, and like no like and yeah again like I mean like I was dealing with it quite well before then but as soon as I had my like training ripped away from me and like my freedom because I couldn't leave because I had COVID I just didn't didn't cope well like mentally and I was like in a real like deep rut for like like what way up until well pretty much up until Christmas to be honest with you um and even when I got back to Jersey I still couldn't get my head around like what was going through my head I just I didn't I couldn't figure out what was happening to me and like, why well, I was feeling the way I was feeling and yeah I like it, it was a tough one because you you feel like you've got such a fortunate life and you've got no reason to feel misfortune and then you're like trying to like pick apart why you feel like that and that's the, the more you look into it the harder it is but equally so many people like COVID is affected so many people mentally and um it's just like time does heal everything it's just like making sure that you like talk to those around you and whatnot it's super important but yeah i mean like just having like that COVID thing was the hardest thing i ever had to deal with was it the fact that you had no training you you kind of not took it for granted before but kind of you missed it a lot and you couldn't wait to get back and yeah i i felt like i was um like, I am dependent on exercise and the, the endorphins you get from exercise and the feeling you get when you're, when you're exercising and when you finish exercising. Um, and then on top of that, my brain is very, like, I, wouldn't, I don't know if you could say different, I guess, where I don't deal with change very well. And I like to have a plan. So my plan is for the following week is set out on the Wednesday. So I know what I'm doing yeah. 12 days ahead of what I'm doing. And I've got it all planned in my head. Whereas with COVID, it's all unknown and you don't know what the near future holds. Yeah. And that's something I really struggled with. But what I would say is I'm glad that's happened to me because it's made me realize that like at the end of the day, the best athletes are the ones that can adapt quickly to change. Yeah. And that is something that I, I'm not very good at and it's something I need to work on because um, there will be, once COVID has gone, there will be there will be times in my career where I can't control a controllable. It'll be out of my control and I have to be able to deal with that. 
Um, and that could be, that could be for the biggest race of my life. Yeah. So that's something I need to work on personally. And I think without COVID, I wouldn't have realized that was a weakness of mine. So I guess if we're going to take the most positive approach, it would be I'm thankful for having that like reality check, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Going to the other extreme, uh, for you, what has been your highlight so far, highlight of your career? Um, it's a hard question, really, because I haven't, like, I would say, I, I, like, I enjoy the, the whole, like, tri- like, pro triathlon scene for me. That is a highlight, like, the whole, like, li- like life in general is just amazing. Like, like, when you can actually go away, you're traveling the world, and you're in these, like, unbelievable locations, you're racing and you love racing. So you're doing two things in the pool already. You're training, so you're exploring, like, naturally. And, like, you're going to places where most people don't see anyway. And, yeah, I mean, like, the whole... I wouldn't... I haven't got, like... If I had to pick one highlight, I don't think I could because the whole experience in itself is just amazing. And, yeah. and today, today I, haven't, I haven't done any one thing that I thought that was unreal if that makes sense well not because it's all unreal you know yeah. there's yeah. nothing that's really stacked out in my head uh, but yeah I, I, yeah it's, it's not really answering a question but that's the best way i could get around to it where's maybe obviously you've mentioned a lot of places that you have raced where's maybe the best place or your favorite kind of course that you've raced on um well i, I know this is like it sounds stupid but like jersey super league is like my favorite one of my favorite races to do yeah. and you think oh like why would you find like your home place like so exciting when you've rode those you've been on those roads hundreds of times like more times you've had roast dinners you've rode those roads but it's the atmosphere for me and the and the course as well and like well super league in general have like tight and technical courses but the jersey course is like filled with spectators Jersey definitely just purely by the atmosphere and how the crowds line the course are like five and six deep in parts um, and obviously everyone's got like I don't know it's just a bit special I've got my grandparents like my whole family and all my all my best friends and stuff like on the side of the course that just makes me like that gives me that extra one percent that sometimes I'm looking for yeah for sure and I've been to see you then it's a great atmosphere it's really good to be at and uh, yeah, it's fantastic. I was glad it wasn't on last September, so hopefully it's back soon. Um, what's next for you in terms of long-term goals? And, um, well, is there any races that you can do at all at the moment? Um, yeah, so in, well, I'll start with short-term this year is this pretty much the same plan as last year uh, and that's to build the world ranking um, and to qualify for 2022 Commonwealth Games um, and my long-term goal which is now becoming more short-term was 2022 Commonwealth Games um, and obviously I got my own personal performance like indicate indicated within the race that I want to achieve uh, and then yeah past that I guess Commonwealth Games uh, 
2026. I'm not even sure what that is, but I would definitely be wanting to do another, another cycle at least. Um, and I mean, I never say never, and I know it's a very long way off, but like everyone's, everyone's goal, like at this level is to go to the Olympics. So like, and I know right now, like when I say it out loud, I'm like, it scares me a little bit because it's like, well, like mate, you're nowhere near that at the moment. You're so far off. But if I look how much I'm, I've improved year on year and I'm still only young, like I wouldn't, like I said, I never say never, but, um, Paris 24 is probably a bit of a push, maybe the one after that, but who knows? Who knows what the future holds? We'll have to see. Sure. And one last question. We touched on it earlier. Um, for people who might be watching, might be into tries here and even just any sort of sport here, what is your advice for them to get to the elite? Um... It's, I think, train smart, but, yeah, train, like, you have to graft. That's the bottom line. Like, you have to put in the hours, big hours, but you have to train smart. You can't, the body, like, cannot exercise at a high intensity for, in my opinion, no more than, like, three hours a week because it cannot recover and you also cannot get the load in. It's, it's, it's physically impossible to do more than that and get the big training load in. Yeah. So I guess when I say train smart, um, the most basic rule is to follow the 80-20 rule, which is 80% aerobic training, 20% high intensity um, for triathletes in Jersey. And yeah, just, and then secondly, enjoy it. Like have fun. If, if you're not like, I always say like, you just got to let life flow. Like life will like your, your path. Like I know it sounds like spiritual, whatever you want to call it, but your pathway is already like made for you and everything does happen for a reason. So like, just let life take you on where it's going to take you. Like, like this might happen, but like something shitty might, might happen, but that's happening for a reason. You know, like you might need that. Like I always look at the positives when I was ill, I got, I was ill for two weeks for the first time with gastro and I was like, okay, right. So this sucks because I can't train, but at least I'm, a, I'm like soaking in or let my body recover from the huge training block I've done all year. And I just like try and see everything in a, in like a positive manner. Um, and yeah, I think like just enjoy yourself and just go with the flow really. Yeah. Great <laughs> advice. And, it's clearly working for you, so keep it up and it's been great catching up again. Yeah, you too.